3: Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle
1: me, Pete. We're back with
3: another one of these fucking things. <laughs> I know.
1: This, do you know what? This is again one of those WrestleManias that I slightly watch it and think, oh, we're gonna have much to talk about. But mm. actually, as you oddly, the boring matches, maybe it's just I think more when I'm watching them, and you yes, think more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if when they're really good, you're just like,
3: ah. Oh. No, I think when they're really, yeah, when they're really good, yeah, they are more. When they're really bad, they're, there's more to chew over. Mm. When they are middling, like the main event in this one, yeah. Very little to talk about. It's quite saying. funny actually because you sort of realise with that like rule of thumb, there
1: are very very few middling matches at WrestleMania. they are mm. either they either tank or they or they're, or they're good, yeah, perfectly decent. Yeah, yeah, that main event is a catastrophe in the <laughs> in the. I, I,
3: I mean I, I I had to watch it about four times. It's <laughs> just like I couldn't just, take just it just so kind of it was like a stereo um, stereogram, you know? When it's like yeah. it's like three D pictures. You know, like, I'm done. Oh, I'm watching it completely.
1: I mean, you know, thank God they weren't just dressed the fucking same as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got up to uh, I think it's about match number three, mm. four. If you include the dark match,
3: it's, was Chris Rock? Was uh, Chris Rock? Was uh, <laughs> Kid Rock a a, a, a match? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, was, Chris, it was it was it was an, it was an endurance match. I don't it, know that much? Absolutely. Fucking lately. Mm. I mean the guy is a
1: this is filth um, <laughs> this match next match Chris Jericho versus uh, Jimmy Snooker Roddy Piper and Ricky Steamboat mm. with, with Ric Flair um, I loved this match so much I, I can't, can't tell you I, I, did I too. love it how good was Steamboat in this that was the the, the big brilliant part of it that was the <laughs> great piece of booking and like everything in WWE that was an entirely a bit of fluky chance right okay um, yeah that
3: he could still do it and that he did an arm drag I was like fucking hell that was amazing he's amazing he's amazing um, the setup
1: for this match is mm. unique in that it it comes out of the film The Wrestler the yeah, the uh, solid. Darren Aronofsky yeah. in, uh, 2009 uh, huge at the time, yeah. Uh, a film starring Mickey Rock
3: was it Oscar winner? Did Mickey Rock he win an Oscar? He won a, a Golden, Globe, Golden
1: Globe, yeah. and he was Oscar nominated. But he was throughout the favorite to win the Oscar, yeah. And he didn't, and it's slightly because of this WrestleMania. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what happens is Darren Aronofsky comes up with the idea of the Wrestler, which is about a guy called Randy the Ram Robinson. Mm. The idea is they're going to do, and it is the first wrestling movie that that sort of showed it with a bit of heart. Yeah. It didn't just have that thing of going, you know, it's silly or it's you know, like a you know a bad Rocky rip off or it's just about you know people being crazy mm. this was an attempt to go what's it actually like
3: Pain pills uh, yeah. knee problems and yeah. living out your van yeah and also hanging on too long
1: and that mm. becomes a really sort of key part of this this wrestlemania yeah.
3: so um weirdly
1: darren aronofsky actually originally had this uh, he did black swan as well right yeah and black swan and this were originally the same film and it was about a professional wrestler having a sort of impossible relationship with a very sort of like you know precious ballet dancer right um, yeah. that that high class low class and I read this thing where it was saying it was a lady in the tramp style trope of high class sophistication meeting low brow entertainment
3: and he might have separated it into two films, one of like both of which are very, very different,
1: yeah, I would say. The lady in the tramp style trope of high class sophistication meeting low lowbrow entertainment that Darren Aronofsky found beyond him is perfectly encapsulated in this podcast recently. <laughs> I think so. Um, there are no Oscars for podcasts, not yet, not yet. But uh, when they are, they'll look back on the ones that should have won it. And in <laughs> 2020, certainly should have been. Yeah, I did this spend one. last
3: week putting together our uh, British Podcast Award entry, <laughs> and it was emotionally draining
1: because I can. I you can just guarantee. know for a
3: fact the person who's going to be listening to it I don't know. Look,
1: if I was in the British Podcast Awards, mm-hmm. when I see it in the paper, I don't want people going... Uh, they sound really dirty because they have a wrestling podcast as one <laughs> right I don't want that no. so I mean uh, guys thank you very much you should not have put the £25 uh, deposit on that <laughs> yeah um, give us it back Mickey Rourke
3: uh, give it began... to Peter Crouch and give us it back <laughs> <laughs> oh they'll give it to Peter Crouch um, <laughs> is Crouch going to turn up is he Is he, he, he never does they'll, they will ring they will, they will roll, ring, ring they'll, they'll ring. ring maybe
1: Peter would like to come along they'll say and <laughs> yeah. they'll go well Peter's not going to come along unless he
3: and they'll go oh, wink 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 <laughs> If you ever see someone that's a little bit too famous, foreign awards do, they're winning the fucking award. I'll tell you what,
1: though. Last time they had the podcast awards, right. uh, maybe the time before, um, they'd asked Fern Cotton down. Fern Cotton sat in the front row oh. and she uh, presented an award and everything. Didn't. Let me tell you, when she didn't win one, um, I, I could tell <laughs> how many more she was nominated for because she was straight out of the fucking door. <laughs> the Uber was a purring. Uh, so, um, so, uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke has the, 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 this is the the greatest role that he's ever done. He's suddenly in the forefront of the Oscars talk. Mm. And he is very grateful to this film. And he's very grateful to wrestling as a whole. Mm. So he started uh, really enjoying it, he was saying. um, I gained respect for a sport I knew nothing about. In the film itself, he does most of the in-ring performances himself. He even blades. And there's an interesting part of he, he had to put on 27 pounds of muscle yeah. to play this sort of once great American hero who is now coming to the end of a career that he should have left a long time ago mm. um, and, and has ended up with nothing. It is a traditional pro wrestling story. Yeah. It's not the one normally told. It's the one that's normally lived. Um, and he had to put on 27 pounds worth of muscle. And there was always debate about whether or not he had taken steroids to get to the level that he got for this, this movie. Yeah. Well, that suggestion is sort of answered by the fact that originally Nicolas Cage was slated to play the role of Randy the Ram. Right. And Nicolas Cage had been to Ring of Honor. He went to see some live wrestling Mm. shows. He then was trained a little bit by one of the um, Wild Samoans, AFA, Mm. ready for the role. And the thing that stopped him, he said years later, he said, I couldn't get the physique that was necessary without uh, chemical enhancement.
2: It's just not possible. Yeah. So he <laughs> In said very small letters. So that's why he withdrew from the film, because right. he said,
1: I'm not going to take steroids. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to start taking steroids to do this movie role. So um Mickey Rourke ended up with the role.
3: Yeah. And he denies taking steroids. He said, um, <laughs> didn't need to blade, mate. Uh, I've only got wounds from uh, my uh, he, 50, many surgeries. At
1: 56, what could be easier than putting on nearly three stone of <laughs> pure drop. muscle? What could be easier? I cannot lose two fucking pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Those days are over.
3: I, I, st- I stopped doing a radio show in the, <laughs> the evening. I put on about four pounds. Just like that. Just from having one tin of Coke. <laughs> uh, it's got a lot of wrestlers in it, the
1: film, because they wanted Veritas. Um, interesting sort of spread of people as well. So they had Johnny Valiant, um, Ron Killings, who is better known as R-Truth, who is currently a big WWE star. Right. Um, Blue Meanie, Cesaro. Oh. Um, John Zandig, uh, Austin Aries, Ernest the Cat Miller, who plays the sort of arch-villain of Randy Durand, mm. the Randy Ayatollah. Um, and uh, a lot of the the parts of it, the, the bits set in combat zone wrestling, where Randy the Ram has a death match against Necro Butcher, another mm. genuine wrestler, uh, that was filmed in the old ECW arena. Mm. So there was lots of sort of proper yeah, wrestling yeah. touches to it. I think the, the the film the scenes that most people remember best are the ones of them sort of you know the old broken down guys signing their 8 by 10s in a high school gym yeah. which of course was is still very much part of the yeah, gym part of the business mm. you know I mean you you just have to really throw your mind back to Virgil you know mm. flogging those 8 by 10s in the subway I mean yeah. it's a, there is not a lot of provision for former wrestlers mm. um anyway what happens is they have the premiere obviously uh, they invite some old wrestlers along. Um, there's some great photos of Mickey Rourke with Greg Valentine, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Roddy Piper. They are having the time of their lives. They've been invited <laughs> to a premiere. Uh. They have no idea that this film is about husks like them. <laughs> um, and they probably watch it and they go, "That I'm so glad that didn't happen to me. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> I mean, anyway, but, but obviously this comes out. Uh, uh, Mickey Rourke, the wrestler, Oscar buzz. So Vince McMahon is very much interested in this. And he talks to Mickey Rourke. Mm. And they agree that he's going to do a, a match at WrestleMania. Um, uh, Mickey Rourke is, is not just an actor. He'd done a lot of boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd actually had a sort of remarkable... He was undefeated in eight fights. He had six wins, four by knockouts, and two draws. And whether or not they were sending him, you know, tomato cans, you know, or, or, or hand-picked opponents, he was still knocking them down, even if they were paid. I mean, mm. it's still physical. <laughs> so there was no reason why he wouldn't have been able to do wrestling. Um... Chris Jericho was the person that they that they earmarked uh, as his opponent, but I think because Jericho is is a, a big wrestler, star yeah. and a good wrestler, yeah. and also a professional guy, um, what happens is Jericho is at home one night, and his cousin uh, texts him saying, "Why is Mickey Rourke um, at the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild?" Why is he at the SAG Awards on the red carpet saying that he's going to kick your ass? <laughs> right. So Jericho says, I don't, I don't really know what's going wrong. I don't, what, what's happening? Yeah. So he contacts Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon says, you're going to have a match with Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania. And Jericho is excited. He goes, I, you know, I think this guy could probably do it. Yeah. I, I can get something out of him. Mm. He's physical enough that this is going to work. And um, as soon as Mickey Rourke did that at the Screen Actors Guilds, his agents went absolutely nuts with him
3: Mm. and they were like what are you doing you've ruined your comeback effectively you are an actor not a wrestler Yeah.
1: and now what you're essentially sending the message out is you're going no I want to get into wrestling Mm. well you're supposed to be an actor Yeah. Um, and they said to him there is absolutely no way you're going to be doing a match at Wrestlemania full stop absolutely dumb so Mickey Rourke has to start backpedaling he doesn't tell anyone for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Jericho goes on to Larry King Live. Uh, and they do a sort of... A face, uh, uh, they're on split screens, but they have a joint conversation <laughs> with Larry King. And Jericho thinks they're having a match at WrestleMania. Right. So he spends the whole time going... Um, essentially playing his heel role, saying, I don't respect you at all. I don't respect what you do. I think you're pathetic. You wouldn't last a moment in the ring. Now, Mickey Rourke is a former boxer mm. and quite a sort of like street tough Here's all this. And it drives him up the fucking wall. And he's <laughs> furious. He's absolutely furious. He says again and again, he said, you know, when I heard these things, I, I, I'm just, i just, I come from a background where if you say this, that means I'm going to have to punch you in the face. So Jericho is doing all this. M- Mickey Rourke is furious, absolutely furious. <laughs> and it comes out, they basically, he has to come forward and say, his agents say to him you, you're not going to be doing this mm. and he has to come forward and say uh, unfortunately the insurers of iron man the film i'm going to be in will not let me take part right. in wrestling so it all falls apart now jericho is left without a match but vincent McMahon says well what we should do is we should have you in a gauntlet match and i want it to be against essentially three real life the wrestler wrestlers yeah he says so i want three people who are in the hall of fame mm. i want all three of them to have been at WrestleMania one, because obviously this is the 25th anniversary in the 24th year. And, uh, he gives a list of who it's going to be. Yeah. Jimmy Snooker, Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. And Jericho, hears the list. And he says, this is going to be a bit of a nightmare. He says, because there's no
3: one there. No one can go. No one can go. Yeah.
1: Um, he said, (laughs) he said, um, God bless all of them. But at the time, none of them could do anything. Piper was limited, Snooker could hardly walk, and Valentine never did anything. (laughs) Not that I couldn't adapt, but I wanted it to work. I told Vince, this match is not going to be good. He said, it's not supposed to be good, it's an attraction. So Jericho begins saying, Can I not, can I not, can we not swap out Greg Valentine and can we have Jerry Lawler? Can Mm. Jerry Lawler come in? And Vince says, No, he wasn't at WrestleMania 1. So he goes, oh Christ, okay. So they look through this very narrow list of wrestlers. And one of them is Ricky Steamboat. Mm. Now, Ricky Steamboat hasn't wrestled for 15 years. He had terrible back problems in WCW, retired in 1994. He pretty much disappeared from the scene after that. But for the last couple of years, he'd been working uh, as a producer and agent in WWE behind the scenes. And he'd actually asked if he could have a match at WrestleMania 22 against Ric Flair. Right. And they'd gone, no. (laughs) Of course not. No, (laughs) This wouldn't make any sense. No, exactly. And... uh, What happened with Ricky Steamboat is Ricky Steamboat was one of the great performers in the business. He was always a babyface, never a bad guy. And he was renowned for his speed, his fluidity, and his crispness. The three matches he had with Ric Flair in 1989 were for years seen as the greatest wrestling matches of all time. They are masterpieces. And he was just always one of the greatest in-ring performers. He's been away for 15 years. And what they do with this match so cleverly is when they have them them in the ring, they bring out Snooker, and Snooker is sixty eight. He's the yeah. oldest man to ever have a match at WrestleMania. Mm. When he comes out, he looks like a South American mummy. You know, he is just terrifying looking. <laughs> he I look mean, like awful, he, he looks so bad. He looks so <laughs> like a he looks like a sort of shrunken head. It's mm. just weird. He looks like an old woman cosplaying as Jimmy Snooker.
3: It's all wrong. He looks like he's got like 70 pixels like he looks yes. pixelated <laughs> yes. and, and and every second pixel is either red or, or, or just like oh, right, really exactly burned exactly
1: that if they'd have said so you know kids do you want to meet the real man that Pirate LeChuck is based <laughs> yeah. on yeah he looks <laughs> like he the ghost Pirate come. LeChuck yeah man oh man <laughs> Roddy Piper comes out and Roddy Piper he, he doesn't look bad but he no longer looks like Roddy Piper no he's got a funny big fat belly his legs are really thin he's mm. had both
3: his hips replaced yeah
1: and we've seen over the years that every time he's had a comeback, it's been a
3: disaster. I and mean, yeah. he just cannot go. Anywhere. And he was never a, a an incredible wrestler, he was, was he? he
1: was and great. so Steamboat is the one that no one has seen in fifteen years. Yeah. So nobody knows what Steamboat's capable of. And I do remember the build up to this match because I was thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if Steamboat comes out and he's barely lost a step? And <laughs> what they do is they go through Snooker and Piper and then out comes Steamboat and he and Jericho wrestle for 35 minutes and it just blows the roof off the place. <laughs> it didn't quite happen like that, but I was amazed that WWE got this match so right. Yeah, And if anything, all they did was they underestimated how good Steamboat would be. And so rather than give him essentially 20 minutes, they give him about nine before mm. Jericho finally beats him. It is not a great match, but it is one of those ones that that bit where Steamboat comes in and the crowd suddenly go, holy shit, this is not what we expected. With Steamboat going and, and knowing his backstory of being away for so long yeah. and just watching him have one more night where everything is going to plan. He was always very, very hard on himself about this match. He sort right. of went, I look back on it and I and I didn't enjoy it at all because I can see I've lost a step. Yeah and things like that. But actually, I mean, on that night. That was, apart from the Undertaker match, the only match that people seemed legitimately excited right. about the prospect of, will Steamboat actually win? Yeah, And he does this beautiful, classic Ricky Steamboat series of moves. Mm. And it's there's those deep arm drags that are just, you know, astonishing. Mm. And for someone like Jericho, this must have been the realisation of a bit of a dream. Mm. You know, that you're in the ring with Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> you know, the ultimate face. And he is just able to wrestle, and it's beautiful. Um, The, the problem with this match, I think, is, you know, once the 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 sort of steamboat bit, you sort of knew he couldn't win. It's mm. not going to suddenly happen. I mean, the snooker and the piper bits are actually almost uncomfortable to watch. Snooker does a chop and almost falls over. <laughs> from, from, I mean, that is. Uh, that is not good. He
3: was still wrestling right until he died.
1: Oh, he was. He was. He, <laughs> he dies eight he... years after yeah. this. And of course, um in the in the seven years after this he, he has this uh this nineteen eighty one murder case uh really comes back. He's mm. charged with I think it's third degree murder and involuntary manslaughter, uh, of a lady called Nancy Argentino, who was his on the road girlfriend mm. who um uh, he, I mean, you know, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He died without being found guilty. But certainly everything pointed towards the fact that he murdered her um, mm. through and had been a sort of abusive partner mm. uh, over many, many years. Yep. He was cleared of those because of uh, dementia. Mm. Uh, he, they, they didn't proceed with the case while he was alive. And I think w- within something like 17 days of them saying there is no point in trying to prosecute him, he was dead. Yep. He died of stomach cancer. Um, I actually did find a little thing. There was always a a bit of a question about this because WWE, by this point, had been through the problem with Chris Benoit.
3: Yeah. And so... they. I I was surprised to see him, to be honest. I was a bit like, oh. Yeah.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: They should have been more aware of this. and Instead, when Snooker died, they put out a he was one of the greats you know, long-touching memorial video. Right. Um, it's still up on YouTube. Um, it's worth watching. Uh, it's worth going to that page, especially because they have not disabled the comments. Um, <laughs> uh, I, there, there are so many that are sort of idiotic that I love. And mm. there's lots of people just saying, why has this man, who is clearly guilty of a murder, mm. um, you know, why, why are you celebrating him in this way? Um, a lot of people also going, Oh, well, I mean, if he can stay in the Hall of Fame, then why don't you put Benoit in the Hall of Fame? You know, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, why do you a... care? What? Why do you fucking care? Uh, oh, I just had a look at this and it really did make me laugh. Um, the number of people who cannot get the word Superfly right. <laughs> i be like, Superflyer, Jimmy Snooker. Superflyer. <laughs> um, our one man said, I met him in real life. He was an awesome guy. I remember he asked me if I loved tigers and I said, yes. <laughs> uh, Nate Vlogs says I meet Jimmy once at the Legends of the Ring And my dad was friends with him My dad even has His stepdaughter's phone number uh, <laughs> Whoa uh, Doctor Who Dalek Said When Jimmy Hooker get, Jimmy Hooker When Jimmy Snooker Gets to heaven Roddy Piper Will smash his head With a coconut <laughs> Which I liked <laughs> Stone Cold fan I had the pleasure Of meeting him True gentleman I gave him a wood cross handmade by a Native American R.I.P. Jimmy Snooker <laughs> Caitlin Hodges says, what's with the sad, depressing music? I mean, I know he died, but the song makes it even more depressing. <laughs> Gamer Killer says, forget about the fact he killed somebody, it's really sad to hear a legend pass away. The <laughs> and uh, there's a couple of, I have a favourite. Um, RIP uh, Superfly, thank you, Jimmy Snooker, from every WWE fan at BCA College in Maidenhead, England. We will miss you. <laughs> oh, Jesus and Christ. And Parker Lerat, he sums it up by saying, RIP, superbly Jimmy Snooker.
3: Superbly? <laughs> Just one letter. Superbly. Just That's an R correct, but a beautiful correct. Superbly Jimmy Snooker. You are. And remain superbly Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy
1: Piper in this is 56, um, mm. which seemed old at the time. But mm. now uh, current world champion is, is Goldberg, who is 53. How's that happened now? <laughs> is that, I mean, is he, is he that is, the Saudi
3: Arabia thing? It is, yeah. Right. I mean,
1: Goldberg is... is, is uh, they found it very difficult to make stars, clearly. Because yep. someone from 20 years ago still being at the top of the heap. At the age, you know, three years younger than Piper was in mm. this... Thing where Piper is he looks like a pension, pensionable woman he's sort of <laughs> gone a bit he's, you know how some people get a bit old and it can be women or men mm. and they sort of you lose what sex they are because they're just an old person oh see Fig One Mickey
3: Rock <laughs>
1: yes that's <laughs> it although just, he's also he, he's, mean, he's, he's done a
3: lot of work on himself he like. has
1: he has Piper's got that thing where he's sort of got to an age where he's no
3: longer of a sex; mm. he's just an old person. Everyone, it's like um, when people tweet uh, like Hulk Hogan pictures of um, Paul Weller. And, yes, and yeah. Ronnie Woods saying my my aunties really love you, <laughs> yeah. and he'll always get a re, retweet for it. Very true.
1: Um, Steamboat does end up actually having a, a, a short run cool. after this, where he ends up doing a couple more matches with Chris Jericho. Lovely. So the next night on Raw, I think he's in six man, and then at a uh, next pay per view after this, they have a, a match which is really decent, mm. and it was a, a nice little comeback. He um he he did a odds and ends, you know, on on camera until um twenty. 2010 he was on television to promote his a dvd about his career right and they brought in the nexus who were then a big heel group and they beat him down and the wwe went oh he's got terrible neck injuries as the result of the nexus but he came back in and went actually i I have got terrible (laughs) neck injuries as (laughs) a result of this and they just they took it off the website (laughs) (laughs) Uh, steamboat's been married five times as well well look Steamboat, got... more like a Love Boat. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that very late last night, very tired. <laughs> um, and then out comes Mickey Rourke from the crowd. Yeah,
3: uh, when Chris Jericho is running his mouth, calling him, call him out, saying you are a fake and a phony and an old man, and you, you know, you're you're celebrating that something that shouldn't be celebrated. Yep, men getting old in a business that doesn't <laughs> respect their humanity, like these three,
1: <laughs> who, who, who some reason think they're in. On, on the inside of this, but actually they are very much on the outside because they're being used once and they will not come back. Yeah, um, Part of the reason that, that originally Vince McMahon didn't want Ricky Steamboat to do it is he specifically wanted Greg Valentine because he wanted three people who had held on too long. So right, okay. Steamboat you, hadn't yeah. because of injury. Yeah. So he wanted losers. Mm. He wanted he wanted the men in the ring to be the people the audience would just go,
3: uh Well, Flair was there, I suppose, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. slightly,
1: you know. that's. That, I mean, it's, it's a bit heartbreaking. Uh, but <laughs> out comes Mickey Rourke, does this punch, and it's, it's, it's a boxer's punch rather mm. than a, a wrestler's punch. Yeah. It's not particularly you know, visual. Boxers uh, punches just don't work. They do, no. They look shit. They do. They do. <laughs> um, what had happened the day before is that um, the legends got together with Chris Jericho and they'd gone through the match and, mm. you know, they'd worked it out, but they had to go through with Mickey Rourke right. about the punch. And like we've seen with some other people, Mickey Rourke's first impression about WWE is they would try and in some way humiliate him and go back on what they'd agreed. Yeah. So when he turned up, he still fucking hated Jericho as a result of that Larry King thing. <laughs> he um, turned up with uh, Frank Shamrock, a uh, UFC fighter.
3: Yeah. Uh, and also the, the. So many Shamrocks in UFC that have crossed over or well, appeared at WrestleMania. There's a.
1: There's a the, 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 the odd story behind that is he is the brother of Frank uh, Shamrock and Ken Shamrock, probably, right? Okay. Who was a WWE star though they, they they are not blood brothers they were all adopted by a guy whose surname was Shamrock right. who basically used to run an MMA gym and he adopted <laughs> them. these boys in great numbers I'm getting the
3: biggest, biggest boys I'm going to
1: get a Shamrock, a Shamrock army <laughs> but uh, Frank Shamrock turns up with Mickey Rourke Mickey Rourke has paid for Frank Shamrock and two other fighters to accompany him at all times in all these dealings with the WWE <laughs> right. so Jericho gets to the ring and a PR comes up to him and she says oh I just talked to Mickey Rourke he's here he goes, oh, great. He said, yeah, he's absolutely mad at Mad with you. He's got a real problem with you. So Jericho, in his book, uh, he said, um, if you're a PR, why aren't you smoothing this over? <laughs> like, why are you just coming up and saying he hates me? So Jericho gets to the ring. Uh, Rourke is there with his UFC fighters. And uh, Jericho just walks over to him, gives him a big hug, says, you know, can't wait to do this, cannot wait. Um, and he says, Mickey Rourke just tenses and he's just, he can't wait, he cannot wait to get away. Right. Um, Jericho says, uh, his face was oddly puffy and with his dyed black goatee, gold front tooth and slight hint of B.O., he reminded me of an older Jack Sparrow. Yes. He, he also looked tough as shit and ready to snap. He was not the kind of guy I wanted on my bad side, especially since I was supposed to be taking a punch from him the next day. <laughs> so he begins talking to, to Mickey Rourke and he says, look, I, I, I hear you're upset about the Larry King thing. He said... Mm. I I, I don't disrespect you. I don't think you're worth it. He said, I was in character. I thought we were going to have a match. He said, so what I was doing, he said, I was, I was acting like that. And Mickey (laughs) Raw having
3: explained acting to (laughs) him, won a
1: golden globe for best actor for for portraying a a, a pro wrestler. Oscar nominated for that. He said, you're telling me that even though I'm the one who got nominated for an Oscar, you outacted me,
2: <laughs>
1: and then he laughed, and the, the tension dissipated. Right? Uh, he said, "Look, he said I um I, I brought these three guys, and basically, if there was any problems, I was just going to ask them to beat the shit out of you." And Jericho said to him, "Look, you, you did not need to bring three of them. One of them would have been fine." <laughs> so they're getting on really well. Vince Mann comes down to the ring, sees the two of them getting on there, and uh, Jericho goes over to to, to Vince and says, um, "He's brought." those guys to basically beat the shit out of me if anything goes wrong Mm. (laughs) and vince immediately says are you kidding me those guys he motioned at dean malenko and fit finley who were talking at ringside you me finley and malenko would have beat the shit out of them i mean look at that one guy he's a midget that was frank shamrock who was sort of one of the greatest mma fighters (laughs) of his era um I smiled at Vince and I said, well, if anything goes down, I'll take Mickey Rourke and you can take the midget. <laughs> Damn right I will, said Vince, and he swaggered out of the ring. Um, Frank Shamrock has talked about this over the years as well, and he said it was a wonderful time. Right. He said they were all ready for it to be a problem, he said, but he was also a huge fan of WWE. Mm. And he said he was just like a little kid the whole time. He was so excited to be there. And again, that's, that's really, really nice. It's, uh, he said um, it was pretty neat. <laughs> which is really sweet. Um, so th- this match, as I say, it's you know it's it's a number of things. It, it, it it's a funny thing for I don't think the WWE these days would get behind in a promotional thing with a film that shows the bad side of wrestling no what they can do of course is they can say well yes but that's not wwe that's everyone else and that's what they did at this time but when you bring out those old legends who are broken down Mm. who can't really perform anymore and you bring them out solely to go look it's just like in that film Mm. that you like by darren aronofsky i think you're you're talking to quite a narrow audience there (laughs) um it's, I didn't enjoy watching this match back as much as I re- enjoyed it, the, the surprise of it, seeing it yeah. you know, go out live. But it was a pleasure to see Ricky Steamboat. Mm. Um, we're we're going to be starting a, a new project. New project. Fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we are going to be doing is we're going to be seeing some of the Ricky Steamboat matches from when he was in his prime. And cool. you are in for a
3: delightful treat. Yeah. Really are. Love really job. Yeah, the more on that as soon as we can bring it to you, but it won't be very long. Yeah. It'll be April.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worth saying as well one sign I saw during this match, the perfect vintage retro sign, it just said, put that cigarette out.
3: Oh, nice. Great. Lovely old job. That is right up our strata, quite frankly.
1: You know it. Have we got time to do one more match? Let's do
3: one more match.
1: Okay, Jeff Hardy versus Mm. Matt Hardy in an Extreme Rules match. Um, One of those matches sounds like a dream match. Mm. Oddly, in wrestling, brother versus brother matches are notoriously tricky to get anyone to care about. Right. It's a really weird thing. It happened recently with AEW, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. But there's something odd about it where because we know they're brothers, I think Mm. people have a double sort of problem with it. One is you go... Well, obviously, they're not going to really try and hurt each other. Even though, you know, it's predetermined. Yes. You're going, they're not really going to try and hurt each other because they're brothers. Mm. And the other thing that you're doing on the other side is going, um, I don't want to see a family fight. (laughs) Yeah. It's the two weird uh, things, you know. And they've
3: been a legendary tag team forever. Yeah. You know, and, so. and
1: fucking Jim Ross in the middle of it starts talking about the fact their mum died when they were really young. Yeah. And then I'm you like, got, well, well, I don't <laughs> want, I, you know, they need to hold on to each other.
3: <laughs> um, they don't need to be burning down each other's houses no, and killing
1: their dogs. It's just, they need unity. Think of their father, their yes. father who, is, who has brought them up. T- to see this, it would Mr. Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- 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 this, this match, again, <laughs> is, it's one of those ones I remember there was excitement about beforehand. Yeah. And afterwards, everyone was like, ah, it didn't sort of work. The problem as well is the two brothers, Jeff Hardy is always the bigger of the two, the Mm. bigger star. People like him more. And there's a thing here where if Jeff Hardy had just beaten Matt Hardy, Mm. then, well, that was as expected. Mm. And if Matt Hardy beats Jeff Hardy, everyone goes, oh, the less good
3: one won. So...
1: <laughs> it's a flat end, either way, <laughs> and that's what it turns into.
3: It's well, just it, well, even like all of the, a lot of yours, the, the like the kind of like promo before, like he's got everybody likes you, no
1: yeah. one likes, like, you're the popular ones. Uh, like, it's yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Matt Matt's the one who loves this. Yeah, Jeff would rather be releasing albums by Peroxide on his on his motorbike, on his doing, kind of doing motocross, paintings of the demons and the muses <laughs> of the creativity in his own. I mean, it's uh, and it's popping cold. the bills. Just uh, stick to what you're good at, boys. <laughs> stick to what you're good at. Face Jeff, you go up there, jump off that. <laughs> right?
2: Matthew,
3: you you're sure you do something very well. Too. <laughs> Matt, Matt with a bin on his head. There is nothing funny in wrestling than a man with a bin on his head. Like, just show me anything. It's fu- there's nothing funny than a man with a bin on his and head. And the
1: incapacitating power of <laughs> yeah. the bin. Once it goes on, yeah. there is no way to get it off until a sharp blow has been received.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like it's a vacuum. I
1: I don't make up the laws of physics mate <laughs> it, just, it just happens I tell you what we have got quickly time to do the last one which is mm. Intercontinental Champ uh, JBL John Bradshaw Layfield right, okay, versus yeah. Ray Mysterio well, Do you, do you want to
3: actually do a little bit more on uh, the Hardy because he really does hurt himself
1: I, Do you know what I, 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 I'm slightly filling for the fact that I did watch it and none of it went in
3: There is a bit where Jeff Hardy jumps off the top ladder like the highest ladder Yeah onto his brother and I don't know how his brother the referee doesn't give him a single uh-huh. certainly not a vocal one and he rolls out the way at the last minute and he lands full on his back uh, it's another uh, really heavy bump I did see it, out yeah. of the three and I was like fucking hell and also just after that when he's fucked um, Matt Hardy um, smashes the uh, bin away because it's in the sight it's uh. in the line of the cameras pro fucking pro <laughs> I really enjoyed that but he is a
1: pro Yeah, and, and yet you know, I mean, I just feel like the cameramen are all like, you know, thanks, Matt,
3: but can you just move so we can get Jeff? Jeff is very <laughs> exactly, much yeah. the TV thing. But, but Matt's just left WWE this week, hasn't he? He has, yes, mm. yes,
1: yes. I think that's an interesting... Uh, there has never been a better time to leave WWE,
3: yeah, really. Yeah, because there is big, another big option. In there, there is yeah. an
1: option, and probably for the first time for people of the level of mm. Matt Hardy. Unless you want to go back to the indies and sort of, you know, mm. you have to do a lot of your own... PR yeah. stuff but now there is the opportunity I'm sure he'll be in AEW
3: as we speak Dustin Rhodes has got a very funny tattoo on his neck at the
1: moment. Uh, Cody Rhodes oh it's a Cody yeah, Rhodes sorry not had, Rhodes. Yeah, Cody Rhodes he's had his yeah. own brand the Nightmare Family put on <laughs> Someone did sort of point out that if you do, if you were like Triple H and you put your like Triple H logo on your neck, mm. I mean, people would go, "That is sort of." Pathetic. Um, <laughs> it, it's up to him. He seems like a better businessman than I
3: am. What do I know? His wife doesn't like it. <laughs> I agree with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think he is. You know, he's just a. He's an exciting guy at the minute. I'm sure he he will look back on that and go. Uh, it's like Undertaker Sara. <laughs> yes, know? exactly. We're like going to have to have that. that big hairdryer put on it. <laughs> um, I, I, I did actually, the end of this match, I, I saw, and there's a bit where sort of, um, you know, Jeff Hardy's head is in the chair and oh, you yeah, just sort of yeah, yeah, move yeah. on it and everything. Mm. And again, the audience react to it slightly, just going, "Oh, stop! It's, <laughs> it's just not, man. weird." It's it it, it, it's a funny it's a funny dynamic. <laughs> I'd say those brother versus brother things they have notoriously been, and tag team partner versus tag team partner, they have notoriously been poor draws and bad matches. Right, um, and it's only like recently the Cody versus Dustin Rhodes, the AEW at their, I think it was their Double or Nothing pay per view. Yeah, I mean that is match of last year for right. other people and uh, it's an
3: unusual time when it's actually worked is 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 Goldust, uh, or Dustin Rhodes is he um, now is he still like a, a a man was he a lawman or something he's a sheriff or something well no that's in real life he is a sort of i think but is well, he still doing two jobs he, I, mean, I don't know if he's quite a sheriff
1: he <laughs> seems he? to be one of these people who's like a special and it's that thing of because if you live in texas
3: oh no he ha- that's right he hangs, he hangs around, hangs around yeah. with now who's the actual person who's a politician kane Kane, yeah he he hangs around with them and he dresses up like a policeman quite a lot I mean, but he that's, doesn't re- that's,
1: that's weird isn't it you went, you, I mean they, they obviously live in these like places where there's 400 people over you know, nine thousand miles. Yeah, you want and to be so, the community
3: support officer? Does it give me a badge? Yes, yeah. it does. Every,
1: everyone gets a badge. Yeah, you know, and then he's and then he's on Twitter just going, "Just receive my badge." <laughs> um, <laughs> he is having again a career renaissance. Yeah, you cannot hold a good Rhodes down. Love it. We say it every, every time we talk about the Rhodeses. Mm. But again, he's. I mean, I mean, last year he had his first ever uh, wrestling observer rated five star match. Right now, Goldust has been around. A long time. Yeah, started in 1989. Too many cricket. And in 2019, he has his first five-star match. Oh, he, I like that. I just in 20 years' time. He will be at his peak. <laughs> <laughs> it just works like. I cannot
3: wait. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's give him the. Let's give him the, uh, the the sixth oh, match. Go on, Remis- yeah. I mean, we could get it done in probably quicker the time than the actual uh, match. Twenty one seconds. Rey Mysterio defeating uh, JBL yep. uh, singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Uh, yeah, it lasts twenty seconds. It's very, very short.
1: This uh, JBL <laughs> in the twenty seconds. Mm. Every time he touches Rey Mysterio, he makes it fucking count. It's <laughs> like he's. trying to kick his bones out of his body, and it's just insane. You slightly see him, and you go, Are you reckless? Or are you a mad bully? Yeah, or are you just really oh, good at this? Yeah, <laughs> I think it might be certainly the first two. <laughs> uh, he is good in this, he's found mm. his character. Mm. He's suddenly looking a bit old. Yeah. And he looks a bit like, you know when they sort of have Alan Partridge mm. and they'll show him strung out on something, you mm. know, like, like like someone slips something into his tea almost. I, I, I'm imagining that that, uh, that doesn't sound like he's been part of Partridge's law. <laughs> but I can't quite picture it, but I'm sure there's something where Partridge looks exactly like JBL does. He takes
3: now. a pill. His hair's accident, gone a bit floppy. The
1: of <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It could be that one. Yeah, But his hair's a bit too floppy and long and he's gone a bit sort of thin and a bit sort of lippy. Mm. And uh, he suddenly looks old. He, he had to retire. Right. So it came up on him very, very quickly. He had nerve damage in his back. And he just sort of said, there was one day I realized, I just can't do this anymore. So
3: this, uh, And he uh, announced that he was retiring after this month. He did, yeah. So this his... And this, this was not telegraphed in any way.
1: Previous to this, he'd been involved in a long-running sort of storyline with Shawn Michaels that mm. led up to the the match with the Undertaker. Right. So he was right in the mix of it, but he just suddenly sort of went, nope, that's it. I, I am done. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, it was. He had a couple of other things. So he was doing well with his stock market investments. Uh, he, he'd been. Is doing this careful? Like, no, this is real. <laughs> so he'd been doing a lot of stuff on Fox as a business analyst. <laughs> Because Slightly, he was. his gimmick came out of the fact that they knew he was. He, he he wrote a book about Wall Street, right? Sort of almost before he had the JBL gimmick <laughs> when he was still just Bradshaw, right? And they were sort of like, "That's not a bad gimmick." And so it all, it all sort of. I mean, he couldn't make it any clearer as to the position he's in. That in I think 2005 he marries a woman called Meredith Whitney. And she was known as the Oracle of Wall Street by Bloomberg. Um, right. She successfully forecasted the difficulties of Citigroup and other banks during the financial <laughs> crisis of 2007 <laughs> and 2008. Wow. So he's suddenly living in New York, and he's involved in the financial sector. <laughs> so he's a bit like, I have no need to keep injuring my back. No. More importantly than that, he started the single best wrestler's company that ever existed, which is Layfield Energy. It was an energy drink company.
3: Oh, wow. <sighs>
1: That's <sighs> amazing <laughs> three drinks right he had Mama Juana Extreme Mama Juana Mama Juana Energy is a sex drink it is not an energy drink <laughs> right it's made with sexual enhancement herbs such as Epimedium which is also known as Horny goat weed. What did JBL have to tell WWE.com about this product? This is virility, vitality in a bottle. We're going to have wives calling us ordering Mama Juana Energy for their husbands. <laughs> there is nothing like this, and that's not exaggeration. That's not Don King hype. It's an alternative all-natural replacement for Cialis. He also added... It was available without a visit to a doctor or pharmacy and the flavoured serum had received strictly positive feedback from every single male who sampled it no matter their age and I am among them, said JBL. (laughs) Uh, A New York Times article said that it was marketing hocus pocus. (laughs) Um, John Layfield then had to go back after the New York Times thing and he said, we never claimed to cure erectile dysfunction. (laughs) That's not what Mama Joanna is for. It is simply... The hottest new product that Layfield Energy has out is to raise your libido, give you a great sex life. That's all it's for. Stop
3: saying It's it's not not meant
1: to put a man on the moon. (laughs) uh, They had a couple of other drinks. 418 Energy, which was uh, specifically an energy drink for golfers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why would you need that and drank which is the first anti-energy drink which was for New Yorkers who need to calm down after a hectic day <laughs> purple drank let me tell you the Layfield Energy website
3: is no longer running. Oh, <laughs> I, wonder when, I wonder when it went uh, to the wall fantastic oh, amazing isn't it um what had Rey Mysterio drank to dress up like Heath Ledger's <laughs> The Joker for this little nonsense? Ray Mysterio had hit his late
1: teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> he was 16 he dressed- and he was in a very, very dark place. He was
3: dressed like a, like a... Goth kind yeah. of leather daddy goth version of Heath Ledger's Joker. I know it's not a great look. It was he must have just oh what's left every like, WrestleMania when... he's dressed as a superhero, right? So the Flash
1: he's done before. Oh, I think he's right. been dressed as something blue. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and the Joker, yeah, it's um. But man, I, do you know what he was, was so bad? I would love. To he had sew. the little hair it's sticking sew. out the top. As soon as of he the... puts the hair on, it's rubbish. He's wrestling at the moment with the hair on, right. and it's um, it's it looks more natural in Mexico, where they have wrestlers with tufted masks and yeah, like psycho clown. They mm. will have hair on their mask. But when you just see Ray coming out with it, I just look at it and I just go, oh, it looks like Kimonito It's just <laughs> there's something wrong. It doesn't work. you're a hairy mask. <laughs> Too Th- this mask is growing hair, sir. I need to return it. <laughs> That's Chris. Um, I... It was actually Chris. <laughs> I just—all I'm asking is that if Rey Mysterio retires, I'm sure he'll do it at WrestleMania. Right. I think it would only be fitting for him to pay tribute to his previous wins by dressing up as a Mama Juana Cam
3: of La Field Energy drink. <laughs> oh man that was good um, right this has been Wrestle Me we'll be back next week with yep. more Wrestle Me the yep. final part of uh, Wrestlemania 25 uh, until
1: then absolutely worth saying if you do have any Layfield energy drinks lying around your house I would. that is Very for me like the one. new Ico Pro <laughs> um, and I should think we're going to be checking our watches I'm not quite sure but no. um, we will probably be uh, spiralling headlong into the opening weeks of uh, the WrestleMe Patreon. Yes. So if you would like extra content, you crazy kids. Mm. Us, uh, and Look, we are giving away Mama Joanna drinks to every <laughs> new page. Not strictly true. Um, but uh, do have a look at it's it. WrestleMe Patreon. Have a look on, on our Twitter. That'll tell you how to get there. Yep. And hey, we'll look
3: forward to seeing you there. Yeah. It's going to be launching first week of uh, uh, April. And ah. we will let you know precisely where it is. Just check out the, uh, the old WrestleMe Twitter there's going to be extra content yep and energy for, drinks for golfers for those people who sort of go oh can you just do a bit more of a, a bit more of the show can <laughs> I listen to all because I like to save all of the episodes up
1: they're getting shorter
3: than. go maybe you might like WrestleMe Wrestle Me Patreon's offering because I'm excited about it slash concerned about the workload <laughs> <laughs> so get excited it's going to be good going to be good Wrestle Me Mark Wrestle Me Beat